Welcome to Fintech Insider Interviews. I'm Simon Taylor, and today we have the good pleasure of speaking to Ruben Lai, who is Senior Managing Director at Grab Financial Group. So, Ruben, thank you for joining us on Fintech Insider. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. No, I'm really pleased to have you on board because, um, well, we do have a bit of an international audience, but uh, many people don't know who Grab are. Um, so do you want to just give the background on you know, how Grab goes from being uh, a ride-hailing sort of uh, organization uh, along the lines of uh, Uber and many others to becoming more of an everyday app and a fintech platform? Yeah, sure. Happy to uh, walk you through uh, our journey. So our co-founders, Anthony and Huiling, uh, they first met at Harvard Business School. Um, and um, as all good startups begin, uh, they wrote a business plan. And it turns out that uh, they did well in the business plan competition. And uh, the plan set out how they were trying to solve the problem of safe transportation in Malaysia, which is where they both grew up in. Um, a bit of a backstory, Huiling was previously working as a management consultant at McKinsey. She would leave the office late at night and because the taxis um, had a reputation of being dangerous, uh, she would always be pretending to be speaking on the phone with her mom the moment she got into the car so that the driver would think that there was someone else waiting for her at her destination and being on the line. And you know, because of all these experiences, they both realized that uh, they needed to solve uh, this huge safety problem in Malaysia. In fact, if you, if you do a quick Google on uh, taxis in Malaysia, they would turn up as one of the most uh, dangerous places to take a taxis in the world. Um, and so we started a taxi booking app um, with a few drivers in KL, Kuala Lumpur, which is a capital city in um, Malaysia in 2012. That was seven years ago. Uh, today, we are now in eight countries and 336 cities and 130 million downloads. Um, post the uh, Uber acquisition, uh, we've actually transformed our business from being simply a taxi booking app into an everyday super app. Um, we are making a big push into the food delivery business, the parcel delivery business, and um, in the future, we're also adding uh, new services like telemedicine uh, via our JV partners like Pingan Good Doctor. Wow. Um, so that's really significant because, you know, I, I love that origin story of it just wasn't safe to take a taxi. Um, and it becomes something where not only do you solve that problem, that you become, you know, a regional a sort of superpower in ride hailing uh, to, to really a lot more than that. And we've seen you know, uh, listeners in the West will be familiar with Uber moving into Uber Eats um, and many other platforms like that. But we haven't really had the evolution then into medicine delivery um, that you started to talk about there. And, and more of these all in one apps that you see much more with with WeChat and you see with uh, with uh, Alipay and and uh, sort of the financial ecosystem. So, you know, tell us about GrabPay mobile wallets and how you know that, how's that um, kind of evolving for you and and what are the next things coming for it? Because you know, you talk about a rewards program and um, Grab Financial. How does all of this fit together? Yeah. Um, so, you know, actually, as we were growing the the platform business on transport and food, you no, know, uh, we we were solving huge problems there. But in the process of solving those problems, what was quickly apparent to us that um, a lot of our users did not have credit cards, and they certainly did not have bank accounts. Ninety um, percent of uh, consumers do not have credit cards. Seventy uh, percent of them are uh, do not have bank accounts. 
And uh, what we saw was a, a, an opportunity for us to provide them a wallet in order to transact and um, purchase things uh, online to offline and as well as on e-commerce. Uh, that was the, the genesis behind uh, the, the Grab wallet. Over the last seven years, we've also given our drivers wallets and in the process uh, opened more than a million bank accounts uh, for these um, micro-entrepreneurs on our platform. So when you say um, you've opened bank accounts for your drivers, is that um, something that you've built the platform for? In other words, uh, are you the bank or is there a bank partner behind the scenes? Do you have a license? How, how does that work when you've opened a million bank accounts for your drivers? We've worked with partners uh, and, and that is that has always been our philosophy, uh, the, a partnership-driven model. And um, as we... As we, we need to find some way to deposit uh, incentives and uh, the, the fair earnings to drivers. And um, by working closely with bank partners, uh, the moment the money is deposited into the driver wallet, we allow the drivers then to send the money to their bank accounts. Wow. So they've got real-time access to those funds, which is which is super important when you're dealing with sort of uh, people who maybe on low incomes and especially when they're used to living in cash and they have uh, urgent bills that, that, that need to deal with. Uh, the ability to access that immediately is, is super important. You're completely spot on. A lot of our drivers uh, live hand to mouth and the ability to have access to cash quickly to uh, put food on the table, to buy gasoline for the vehicles is super important. Um, you know, when we first started out, the cash out was on a weekly basis, um, and we kept crunching that uh, cycle down from seven days to three days to same day, and now uh, nearly instant, um, because we knew that this was a serious problem for our drivers. And um, actually, with the growing ubiquity of our wallet, um, the, our ambition is that the drivers now do not even need to withdraw money into the bank account. They can literally use uh, money that's present in their wallet. Uh, to pay for uh, goods and services. Which is super interesting to me because the wallet becomes an abstraction away from the bank account. They can live in there because not only are they doing their their sort of managing of their small business in this kind uh, in this sense, they're they're sort of paying for fuel, they're managing their car, they're managing day to day expenses, but they're able to manage their entire life. And as we flip from the driver to to your side, you know you are senior managing director of Grab Financial Group, um, and Grab Financial underlays a lot of the operations of Grab um, across its products and. Um, services and you've got grab pay as well um, and then you have the grab mobile wallet and um, so do you think that this mobile wallet is going to be key to you in the future and, and uh, how many people are using it already or, or is it available to your drivers is it available to the broader population yes uh, it's, it's really critical for our business um, what we see grab financial really as the glue across our various businesses uh, across food transportation and all the new verticals that are coming up it really facilitates uh, a smooth transactions for, for all our users. Uh, a quick statistic, every um, GrabPay customer um, on our platform, on average, they spend two times as, as much on our platform and they stay a lot longer as well. Uh, which which uh, The reason for that is because uh, it's a sticky service and it's a seamless one and, they re- and it makes it uh, really easy to, for them to, to transact. 
it is interesting to me that you've kind of got a whole life cycle of somebody who previously would be you know, financially excluded. They're now in the digital world. They're able to earn money, but they're also able to spend it and build services for their lives. Uh, and you guys have kind of grown across um, uh, many markets. You know, as a six-year-old company, um, you can definitely claim hyper growth. So how many countries are you in? Uh, and have, uh, how many users do you have? Just hit me with the statistics. Sure, we're in uh, eight countries, 336 cities, 130 million downloads, and uh, 8.5 million micro-entrepreneurs. That's really significant. And I guess um, then when we go back to Grab Financial, so you've got the user side there of, you know, kind of 130 million downloads and uh, you know, eight, eight and a half million micro-entrepreneurs. Of those, uh, do they all have access to the wallet or is that something that's rolling out region by region? It's rolling out region by region. Uh, we've got um, licenses uh, in six countries, uh, e-money licenses, and we are the only company that has uh, this regional presence. Um, and uh, the but the take up is really uh, high in every market that we uh, launch in Singapore. For example, eighty percent of our transactions are on a Grab Pay wallet already. Um, and what we've seen is each time that we've opened up in each new market. Within uh, six to eight months, uh, we're typically number one, number two uh, in the market. Wow, that's really rapid. And and I guess across um, Singapore and across all of Southeast Asia, you guys are, are really able to expand. I guess outside of um, mainland China, uh, you guys are, are one of the biggest players. Um, so, you know, is this rapidly growing middle class of Southeast Asia your opportunity? And, and how are mobile payments really, really helping that with you? Yes, absolutely. So this massive growing middle class um, is a, a structural development that we are riding. And the other one, uh, there are a few other really key macro trends that are helping our growth. Uh, then the other one is smartphone penetration. Mm-hmm. There are more smartphones than bank accounts in Southeast Asia. And the other is uh, the massive growing uh, e-commerce market as well. A really interesting step published by Google Tamasic. Uh, the size of the e-commerce market growing from 70 billion currently to about 240 billion in the next few years. And of course, the the strong government support in pushing for cashless payments to unlock all this growth, to allow the entrepreneurs to to, uh, sell their their goods and services online and to allow all these uh, customers that never had a bank account or credit card. And yet, uh, as they are, they are growing to this uh, new economy, want to engage in, in online to offline and e-commerce transactions. It's interesting to me that you find yourself in this position of having um, massively uh, sort of cash-driven economies that have almost skipped having bank accounts to going truly cashless with the wallet. But behind the scenes, you do have bank partners in, in nearly every country. And, and um, do you is that part of entering a new country? Do you need to find those partners and, and build that model? Yes, uh, absolutely. So what we found in Southeast Asia is having a partnership-driven model is important because in each of these markets, we need uh, support from bank partners to work around uh, regulatory requirements to help us understand what the regulators want. The other is we see them as a, a, as a rapid way for us to scale up uh, one merchant acquisition. And the other is to reduce our cost of transacting and doing business in each of these countries. So what does the ideal partner look like? Do they, um, you know, because I guess um, banks aren't known for being the fastest land animals. Um, the, the, so the other, you know, but in Southeast Asia, that, that may not always be the case, you know, that you do get in modern banks, you get startup banks, you've got 
Anyways, what what would your ideal partner look like? Yeah, we've been super blessed um, with uh, with the various partners that we pick. So I'll, I'll use Philippines as an example. So SM Group is our our strategic partner over there. And SM also happens to own the largest bank in the country. They also happen to own uh, the largest retail network. In fact, you know, SM contributes about 20-25% of the market cap of the Philippines. So as a conglomerate, uh, they really bring to us the ability to scale up quickly across all their merchants and all their malls. Uh, they're also the largest acquirer in the country. And with the bank network, uh, we're able then to... to, uh, to um, immediately uh, do a host-to-host connection to reduce our cost of funds and uh, to be able to uh, offer new financial services products um, with their with their partnership. I wonder if a robot will be driving us to work in the future. They say robots could become more intelligent than humans, which can only be a good thing, right? Stephen Hawking said the rise of robots could be disastrous for mankind. Well, I'm looking forward to robots doing the hard parts of my job. If they're smarter than you, they might kick you out of your job. Artificial intelligence. Innovation or invasion. Don't settle for black or white. For the full perspective, turn to the Financial Times. Visit ft.com forward slash subscribe today. Today... Customers are demanding greater value from financial services. They expect more agility, innovation and security than ever before. Most financial institutions are held back by the shackles of closed legacy systems that limit transparency, block innovation and ignore customers' demands. Finastra has a bold vision to unlock the potential of people and business. They've created a platform for open innovation in the world of financial services with FusionFabric.cloud. Their solutions span retail, transaction lending, and treasury and capital markets on-premise and in the cloud. Start your transformation journey today with Finastra. So uh, flipping from the partners to, to, I guess, financial inclusion is a broader theme. I mean, you guys are in a position to really help drive that. But do you make money as you're bringing people in this? I mean, you're not a charity. <laughs> Absolutely. And this is not CS- CSR either. Um, you know, many people tell us this is a very cute uh, CSR initiative that you guys are working on. It really you know, helps Southeast Asia. But this is business for us. And we're used to bus- doing business at, at scale and serving this middle economy. And, um, you know, we've, we've uh, launched uh, lending pilots in five different countries so far. And uh, what we found is uh, that because of the data that we have and because of the, our low customer acquisition costs, we're able to do this profitably. And uh, that, that's frequently you know, the issue with, with banks uh, because the cost of serving these customers is, is, is tremendous. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't have the issue because you know, of a highly engaging platform and, and the reach that we've got. So, which is really interesting because loan, uh, loan businesses can make sense if a bank is a, a lender or even a part of a panel of lenders, if somebody else is doing the origination of the loan for them, getting a bit technical into bank words. But if somebody else is helping you access the customer at low cost, whereas you as a bank would be find that very costly to do, so long as that fits within your risk profile, a partner like Grab can bring you a lot of potential new customers who would take lending products, you grab benefit from 
from having you know maybe taken some some cut of that deal but the behind the scenes the bank has still lent to a customer that they wouldn't have lent to before and they that loan has become profitable in a way that it wouldn't before and i wonder how many banks in the west have really thought about how can they partner up with organizations uh, like grab in the way that you, you're seeing with some of your local partners i think it's an interesting model uh, do you see this works across all of the Southeast Asian economies or are some strong, further ahead than others? I'm, I'm interested, of course, that you recently expanded into Vietnam. And you know, what are you learning as you go into more and more markets? Um, we really like this model of finding a very strong local partner to help us navigate the market and to really un- unlock uh, growth. And uh, what we've found is that this model really works. Uh, in Indonesia, for example, uh, we've been in there for about eight months now. And um, without the support of of our local partner, we would have never been able to grow so quickly. Uh, We we are literally, after launching uh, um, in eight months, we are literally the largest uh, wallet by transaction already in the country. And we're moving swiftly uh, towards rolling out uh, new financial services. So um, you uh, acquired Uber's operations in Southeast Asia. Um, is the Grab Financial and the Grab Mobile Wallet play a big part of why that business was attractive to you? It's, it's slightly different. I, I think that um, you know, a consolidating market um, made sense for us. Um, and you know, with the scale, we're able to then uh, focus uh, our attention on on uh, rolling up products and services that are that are good for our customers, and um, and we can think of a little bit more long term. Um, ha- no, having having done that deal, it, it did free our bandwidth uh, and uh, mental capacity to look into new services, um, and and hence the genesis behind the whole super app. Um, and then Grab Financial really is seen as the glue that goes across uh, these all these various services. Um, to facilitate things. So what is next for GrabPay and, and this super app? Like, um, is it going to be, how many more markets do you have in front of you? And, uh, and what are the key services? I mean, you mentioned healthcare briefly. Is is that the key and, and expanding that into all of your markets? Yeah, we would love to eventually cover all our markets. Right now we've, uh, we've uh, signed deals and launched in, in uh, and we're very focused on the ASEAN 6. Um, so it, for the year 2019, we'll be focused on executing on these uh, these partnerships that we've signed, and uh, over time uh, we we'll look to expand uh, accordingly. But we're, we're not in a hurry. We rather provide a good customer experience um, and roll out uh, products that customers love. Well, I mean, from uh, one observer at the other side of the world looking at the Grab model, uh, I certainly wish I had something that could aggregate the amount of services that you guys are putting in one place. Um, what does the future look like for yourselves? Is it to be sort of the go-to um, player in Southeast Asia for across more services, so more markets, more services? Yeah, I mean, as a, as a super app, we hope to be the most relevant everyday app, uh, providing convenience and value to our customers from the Grab Financial perspective, our ambition is to be an ASEAN wallet. We want to enable micro entrepreneurs to get uh, access to our 130 million uh, customer base. Uh, we want to be able to help them reduce their cost of operations and, and transactions by use, leveraging our rails. And uh, we want to enable them and, and our customers to be able to send money across ASEAN at the lowest cost uh, possible in the most transparent and uh, expedient way. 
Do you see borders beyond um, the Southeast Asia region or is, is that kind of the goal for now? The, the thing that interests me is how we see uh, Alipay looking to move into uh, the Nordics and, and into Europe and following the, the sort of the tourist market and the middle class in China. Um, would you see that as a strategy or is it much more consolidation in the markets you're in because the markets you're in are a bit more fragmented? Yeah, we're very focused on Southeast Asia. I think that um, there are lots of uh, value that we can add into the lives of consumer using uh, technology. And uh, we want to uh, make sure that uh, we solve Southeast Asia first. And, um, you know, Grab Financial is really, as I mentioned, a glue across the various verticals. So we're here to also serve and make sure that our, our vertical um, are, are they have their services and the consumers can transact on them in a very seamless and smooth way. And so um, Southeast Asia is where uh, we're going to be focusing on. That makes perfect sense. Uh, listen, Ruben, if um, people wanted to find out more about Grab Financial in particular and, and as well as your mobile wallets, why would they go to do that? I would uh, direct them to press at grab.com or uh, our Grab LinkedIn site. Grab has a LinkedIn site. Um, do check it out, people. Thank you very much, Ruben, for joining us on Fintech Insider Interviews. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you very much. Um, and listeners, if you like what you heard, please remember to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode uh, and review us on iTunes. Uh, we love reading those reviews and they help us out so, so much. Uh, and you can find me at SYTaylor on Twitter or you can email me directly, simon at 11fs.com if you have any questions. That's all for now. Thank you.